a burden bearer that God can use to make the work of God easy. May your lives never be the same. And I thank every one of us here that as we continue to come and as we continue to support, the hand of the Lord will be seen in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And so, Father, do what you do best. Father, speak to us, myself included. May we understand who you are. Give us a revelation of who you are, Lord. For somebody here who has forgotten who you are, Lord, reveal yourself to them. For those of us who need reminding, remind us one more time by visiting us in ways that we've never experienced. That at the end of this session, there will be a change, a total transformation. Even in Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Come with me to Ezekiel. Chapter 37. And it's a very, quite um, a common scripture and a popular story. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. That says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you. Cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, But there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, that says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up their feet, and exceedingly great army. We thank God for the reading of his word. Amen. In the passage that we read, God calls Ezekiel and sends him into a valley that was full of bones. And Bible qualifies it. Qualifies it not just that they were bones, but they were dry bones. And not just dry. Bible says that they were very dry and There were many, so there is a qualification to it. I just want us to look at a few lessons that this valley of dry bones teaches us. And as a matter of fact, if I'm able to go through all six, we'll go through. But there are six lessons that I identified that these dry bones in this valley teaches us. That is what I want us to look at. So my subject for today is, can these bones live again? Tell your neighbor, neighbor. Can these bones live again? 
So the first lesson that I want us to look at is that the hand of the Lord has an expression in the life of a believer. If you look at Ezekiel 37 verse 1, it says that the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and carried me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. When you hear the expression, the hand of the Lord is upon me. Or the spirit of the Lord is upon me. There is always an expectation. If somebody says the hand of the Lord is upon me. Or makes the expression the spirit of the living God is upon me. You expect something, isn't it? There is an expectation you and I have. Of what the hand of the Lord can do or will do. We are expecting something to follow. We ex- Whatever it is. It always has to be good, isn't it? We expect something wonderful, something marvelous. So I want us to look at this value because Ezekiel says that the hand of the Lord is upon me. And immediately I have an expectation that there should be something happening. You see, the hand of the Lord or the spirit of the Lord upon somebody has an expression. The hand of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord expresses itself in so many forms. When Jesus... The very first sermon Jesus preached in Luke chapter 4 verses 18. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to do A, B, C, D. It was all listed. Because of the spirit of the Lord that was upon Jesus, Bible says that the blind could see. Which means that that was the expression of the spirit of the Lord upon him. That, is, that was the expression that came out. The lame could walk. The dead came back to life. Those in prison were set free. Chains were broken. Now all these were manifested because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. Now when you take the life of Ezra, Bible says that Ezra, because of the hand of the Lord that was upon him, the intent, the purpose, and the plans of God for rebuilding the temple of Jerusalem came to fruition. Now, when somebody says, like I've said, the hand of the Lord, the audacity of that statement tells you that all is well, isn't it? All is well. There is nothing that is amiss. There is nothing that is going wrong in their lives. So, the Ezra, in Ezra chapter 8 verse 22, it says that, That scripture, when Ezra needed to go and rebuild the temple, Bible says that he could not ask the king for soldiers and for horsemen along the journey. He knew that there was danger along the journey, but he could not ask. He says that, for I was ashamed to request the king, an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us on the journey. There were a lot of dangers, but he could not. Why could he not do that? Why could he not? And it is in that same passage. Because he had boldly declared to the king, the hand of the Lord is upon me for good. He boldly said it, that the hand of the Lord is upon me. And he even went ahead to tell the king that if you are not for God, then God is against you. But if the hand of the Lord is upon you, that it means that all is well. Because of the audacity of that statement, he could not ask for help and what did he do he did one thing that always brings solution bible said he prayed he prayed 
the hand of the Lord was upon him. It didn't stop him from praying. He went to pray. And in the verse 31 of Ezra chapter 8, the Bible says that the hand of the Lord was expressed through deliverance. He was delivered. Then we departed from the river of Ava, Ava to the, on the 12th day of the first month to go to Jerusalem. And the hand of our God was upon us. And he delivered us. And he delivered us. The hand of the Lord brought deliverance. That is how it was expressed in deliverance. So also in Deuteronomy chapter 26 verse 8. Bible says that the Israelites came out of Egypt. It wasn't by their strength. Deuteronomy 26 verse 8 says that it was by the outstretched arm of the Lord. It was the hand of the Lord that brought deliverance. So if somebody declares the hand of the Lord is upon me, that expression, one way is that it brings deliverance. And the same way in Psalm 44 verse 3, Bible says that the Israelites possessed the land not because of anything they did, but it was because the hand of the Lord. It says that they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, nor did their own arm save them, but it was the right hand of the Lord that was upon them. That brought deliverance into their lives. It was not their sword. The fact that they had very skilled militia, it didn't bring them victory. It took the hand of the Lord. In 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 46, we see the hand of the Lord differently on the life of Elijah. And this time, the hand of the Lord brought divine speed. Bible says that Elijah, who was a man, he could run and outrun horses and chariots of Ahab. I pray over your life today that the hand of the Lord that is upon your life, may he deliver you from anything that you are going through. And may the hand of the Lord bring speed into any delays that are in your life, even in the name of Jesus. The second lesson then, is that things may not go the way you expect. In verse 1, of Ezekiel 37. Can I have the verse 1 of Ezekiel 37? Because that is my main test. Ezekiel says, The hand of the Lord is upon me, and the Spirit of the Lord carried me into a valley that was full of dry bones. Notice, if you will, that the hand of the Lord that was on Ezekiel was the same hand that carried him into a valley full of dry bones. The spirit of the Lord that was upon Ezekiel was the same spirit that carried him and brought him into a valley that is full of dry bones. I am a child of God. I am a Christian. I've given my life to Christ. I am a born again Christian, tongue speaking, full of the Holy Ghost. And the hand of the Lord is upon me. So what am I doing in a valley that is full of dry bones? What am I doing here? Why is it that everywhere I turn, there is deadness and dryness? The hand of the Lord is upon me. So why is there deadness and dryness? Whatever I do seem to be end up dry or dead. If the hand of the Lord is upon people, I hear that there is mighty deliverances. I hear that there is speed come. 
I hear that God is able to cause them to do the miracle. So why is it that when the hand of the Lord is upon me, all that I can see is dryness and deadness? You know, before Jesus was born, Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, I think. It says that a son will be born, isn't it? A child will be given and his name shall be his name shall be come on his name shall be wonderful counselor mighty yes everlasting father uh huh prince of peace all this was said about him then Jesus was born and we saw a lot of mystery about his birth we could see that Bible said that angels were seen ascending and descending, praising God. We saw kings travel from afar to visit this king that has been born. And Bible says that he, this boy grew up in wisdom, in stature, and he had favor with God and with man. So this, this is all about Jesus. But we come to Matthew chapter 4 verse 1, and Bible says that the spirit that was upon him leads him into the desert to be tempted of the devil. What am I trying to tell you? That the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. The fact that you have the hand of the Lord upon your life does not mean that you will not be carried into a desert that is full of dry bones. That is what I am trying to tell you. I want you to know that if God calls you into a valley that is full of dry bones, he goes in there with you. He doesn't leave you. If he calls you there, definitely he, call, he goes. In. The last the latter time, David says something. That though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. What is the reason? Because thou art with me. Wherever he calls you into, he goes in there with you. I have a feeling that there are many people here who might know a thing or two about what it means to be in a valley that is full of dry bones. You are working, but at the end of the month, your pocket is still dry. Before the money hits into your account, it is already gone. Tell somebody, don't despair, don't despair. God is still in the situation. If you are the type that is paid weekly and the money does not get into your account, you wonder what the bankers did. God is still in control. The third lesson this valley teaches us is that God still speaks in barren places. God still speaks in barren places. Now God asks a simple question. Son of man, can these bones live? That is the verse 3 of Ezekiel 37. Just look at the face of your neighbor. Tap them if you have to. And say, neighbor... Can these bones live? Ezekiel is probably thinking, I don't see how these bones can live. But he didn't say that. He was very smart about it. He was very, very smart about his answer. Some of us might have come to church today just because we have to come. We are not expecting anything. We came just to show ourselves. Because... The things that are happening in your life, your finances, your job, your marriage, your children, your education, everything around you looks so dry to the point that you are sitting here and you are also wondering the same thing 
Can these bones live? Can this situation turn around? I have tried everything I need to do. But the more I do it, the more it looks like it's becoming worse and worse. Have you ever been in that place that the microwave breaks down? The fridge decided to follow. And perhaps the car refuses to start. For whatever reason, everything seemed on that day to be working against you. And in the midst of all that chaos, God is still asking you, can these bones live? I have a friend of mine who called me a few weeks ago and said to me that his wife has been diagnosed with cancer. And it's a very violent type. And we've been praying. I've been praying with him, trusting God that the wife would come out of this and a few days after he phones back to tell me that oh that morning the wife's dad passed away and we are on the phone talking about the fact that one just come and to make waters worse the wife actually delivered a few weeks before she was diagnosed with cancer so there's a new baby diagnosed with cancer and the father has also passed away and in the midst of all that chaos God is still asking can these bones live again can this situation turn around I know you have your own story to tell that there was a day there was a time one thing just kept happening and before you could even solve it like Job they came to tell you even the farm is bent and then and before he could even finish the other one also comes gives you the story before that could even finish the next one comes and God is still asking in all this mess that you find yourself can these bones live again can this situation turn around I need you to tap your neighbor and tell your neighbor can these bones live you are probably thinking oh Lord I have been through so much that I just don't know. In fact, I have no answer to the question you are asking. Because I used to be hopeful that the situation is going to change. But the more I hope, the more hopeless the situation becomes. And my heart is so overwhelmed in this situation. My heart is overwhelmed because of these frustrations, because of this pain, because of this heartaches, headaches, and pain. And I feel like drowning. If that is the answer you give God, then I came to tell you that you are in the right place at the right time, at the sound of my voice. The Lord wants you to know that in all the situations, He is still God. He is still God. The same voice that spoke, let there be light, and there was light, is the same voice that is speaking in that dry situation. It's the same voice. I prophesy over your life that whatever mess you find yourself in, that that mess is going to turn into a message, even in the name of Jesus. The fourth lesson. Speak the word as the Lord commands. Speak the word. Speak it as the Lord commands. Verse 4, Ezekiel 37, verse 4. 
Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, all dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 5, he said something. He said that I wish all of you would speak in tongues, but I would rather you prophesy. Tell your neighbor, prophesy. The Lord tells Ezekiel, prophesy. Prophesy. If you are wondering how these bones will live again, the answer is prophesy. God is saying, preach to it. Speak to it. And you are thinking, how is that going to solve anything? You see, the how is for God to worry about. Your job is to prophesy to it. Your job is to speak to it. Your job is to keep speaking to the mess that is happening in your life. That is happening in your family. Whatever God tells you to do, simply do it. Like Mary said, whatever he says to do, do it. How many of us still believe there is power in the word? He is the word. He is the word. And he has exalted his word above himself. And Bible says that he watches over his word. The God we serve never sleeps nor slumber. He watches. So when the word comes, God is so busy watching everything he has said to make sure that it accomplished the purpose for which it was sent. It never returns to him empty. That is why his word is yea and is amen. Because he watches over it. Your job is to just to follow. You see, the right word at the right time can put running into your steps. It can put dancing in your feet. And it can put laughter into your mouth. If you receive the right word at the right time, I speak over your life that every word that has been spoken over your life, as long as you speak it, may that word come to pass into your life. I pray in the name of Jesus that for every trouble that you've gone through, may God give you double breakthrough, even in the name of Jesus. The fifth lesson, obedience is the key. I'm rushing through it because of time. Obedience is the key. Verse 5. Can I have the verse 5? God says to to Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones. Can I have Ezekiel, the verse 5 of chapter 37? This is where you and I have a decision to make. Do I obey the word of the Lord? Or do I just sit here wallowing in pain? Do you just accept the situation you are in? Or do I obey what God is saying? If you are looking for your situation to change, the word is not spoken in ignorance. The word of the Lord is not your opinion. The word shouldn't be spoken empty. You know what God says? He says that my words, they are life and they are spirit. Every word that comes out of your mouth, you should know as a child of God that your word is, is carrying life. Your word is able to create. Your word is able to make things which are not as though they were. Your word is able to call forth things from nowhere into being. That is the word that you speak. That is in John chapter 6 verse 63, the B part. 
You shouldn't take the word like your opinion. It is not an opinion. You shouldn't be in ignorance. Whatever you say should have coloration. It should sink with the word of the Lord. What does the word say about your situation? Can I have the verse 4 to 7 of Ezekiel 37? I want us to look at it. Ezekiel 37, 47. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God to these dry bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring forth and bring flesh upon you. Cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And so I prophesied as I was. Can we read it together? And so I prophesied as I was commanded. Ezekiel decided to do something about the situation. And so I prophesied as I was commanded. He decided he was going to do something about it. He wasn't just going to sit there and complain that Holy Spirit, why did you bring me here into a valley? Why is it that I see dryness and deadness? He decided to do something about the situation. The mountain can become a plain if you will only speak the right word to the mountain. Do you know the word to say to the mountain? What did God say you say to mountains? He says what? Move. Then there is a verse about mountain. What does God say you should say to it? You shall be. You shall be. No. About the mountain. You shall be like what? A plain. Who art thou, O mountain, before Zerubbabel? You find the mountain in front of you. You prophesy as you have commanded. And the command is this. Who art thou? Who do you think you are, O situation? O barrenness, who are you? For you shall be a plain. This is what the Lord of God says. For that matter, listen to what the word of God is saying. You see, the whole earth was voice activated. The whole world was voice activated. The first day, let there be and there was. The second day, let there be and there was. The third day, let there be and there was. The fourth day, let everything was voice activated. And God is telling you the same thing. Voice activate your miracle into being. That is, he says that I prophesied as I was commanded. Whenever you are faced with a negative situation, before you call people who might not be able to help you, make sure your voice is registered in the spirit. The doctor gives you a report that you are not, you, you are not it's not favorable. You just look at it and you say, this is not my portion. This is not who I am. I was created in perfection. In fact, I was created in the image of God. For that matter, my cells, my tissues, my organs, my organ system. Hear the word of the Lord. For you were created in perfection. For that matter, anything that is not functioning properly, I command you to prophesy. I command you to function properly because this is what the Lord says. For that matter, just listen. Just listen. Before you go out in the morning, you just say, this is the day that the Lord has made. 
For that matter, it doesn't matter how the day goes. I will come back rejoicing because this is the word of the Lord. At the end of the day, you realize that you start a project, you start school, whatever it is. You just say, look at it. And you said, this project I am starting, my hand has started. And listen, by my God, my hand shall also finish it because that is the word of the Lord. You enter into a class, the student here, a subject that you are struggling with. You just look at the subject and you say that I have the mind of Christ. For that matter, oh, mathematics, just listen. Those of us who don't like it. Oh, physics, just listen to the word of the Lord. I have the mind of Christ. For that matter, I have supernatural intelligence. And the inspiration of the Most High is able to cause me to have understanding. For that matter, I will understand. And I will sit and write this paper and I will pass. Before you go out of the day, you just declare, my going out is blessed. My coming in is blessed. Everything that I do will be blessed. Is the enemy attacking you? Is the enemy coming after you? You just say, listen, that says the word of the Lord. There is no divination. There is no enchantment against my house, against my life and my household. A thousand will fall to my left, ten thousand to my right. It will never come near my dwelling. With my eyes will I see and behold the reward of the wicked. I will never, I will never because the angels of the Lord are assigned to guide me and I will not hit my leg against any stone. Did somebody tell you your life will not amount to anything? Tell them, come and see. Come and see. The God I serve takes the foolish things of this world to confirm the wise. If you have been rejected, don't you worry. Because the, the stone that the builders rejected, come and see, it has become the head of the corner. You speak the word. I spoke as the Lord commanded. What has God said concerning the situation that you're finding yourself in? What is it? What is it? You think everything is just out of place. It is not. You know what God says? The lines are falling for me in pleasant places. For that matter, anything that is not aligned, I speak to you, be aligned in the name of Jesus. Because that is the word of the Lord. You speak as you are commanded. Tell your neighbor, speak as the Lord commands. You find yourself in trouble. You just speak to the trouble. The Lord I serve. He is a present help. He is a present help. He is a present help. As you are speaking, angels are assigned. You remember what Jesus said? The words, they are life and they are spirit. The words you are speaking are spirit. For that matter, angels carry them. Work with them. You might look like you are crazy. You might look like you are insane. But let somebody think you are crazy. Keep speaking the word. And before long, your very life, your very life has listened and is walking that which you are saying upon your life. Let whoever think what they think, let them think what they want to think. Let them think you are insane. They will change their story when your very life starts conforming to the word of God that you keep speaking into your life. Tell your neighbor, speak the word as you are commanded. 
the last thing I want us to look at is that your circumstance does not change who God is. Tell your neighbor, your circumstance does not change who God is. Never allow your circumstance to detect your faith in God. Don't allow it. Never allow the challenges you go through tell you who your God is. Can these bones live? I don't know. But what I know is that my Redeemer liveth. I may not be able to answer, can these bones live? But one thing I know is that the God I serve, He is the same yesterday. He is the same today. He is the same forever and ever. The things that He is Alpha in, He is also Omega in them. Because he is the Alpha and the Omega. If he has done it yesterday, I believe that he will do it. I might not understand what you are going through now. But there is one thing I know. That God is on your side. And if God is on your side, then who can be against you? I may be drowning. But one thing I know. Is that I serve a God who is able to lift me up. Out of the pit from the Marie clay. If you have been rejected in a place, be rest assured. You see, at the end of the day, the God that we are serving, tell somebody, it's a good God. Do not doubt God. Do not doubt God. The fact that you are going through some frustrations and difficulties and challenges and headaches and heartaches, don't doubt him because that is not changing who God is. He is still the same. Trust me, he is that God who is able to change your situation. I came to declare to somebody under the sound of my voice. You know what Elijah said? Tomorrow by this time. Therefore I tell you, this is the word of the Lord. That tomorrow by this time next week by this time next month by this time next year by this time that circumstance you are sitting here with right now you will never mention it again don't let your circumstance change who God is this is the word of the Lord and I am sure of it that weeping is for a night but certainly certainly joy is coming in the morning. Say again to your neighbor, your circumstance does not change God. God is still in the miracle working business. Can these bones live? Absolutely. 100%. New life is possible. You see, I don't know how long Uncle Ezekiel preached or prophesied to these bones. But Bible says that he kept prophesying. He kept preaching. But he said that there was no life in them. And God said something. Now speak. Prophesy to the four wings. You see, there are times that change starts coming and total change does not come. Don't stop speaking. I don't know how long he continues, but continue speaking. Continue prophesying. And before long, change will come. The supernatural will happen to you. Can these bones live? 100% stand to your feet
I need you to. I just need you for a minute. Think about a situation, whatever has become a border, whatever gives you sleepless night, whatever is giving you headaches. Just think about what the word of God says about it. What does the word of God say? Just think. If you are not sure, ask your neighbor. They are good Bible students. They will tell you what the word of God says about it. And I need you to open your mouth and speak to that situation as the word of God says concerning that situation. I need you to open your mouth and say, oh situation, whatever it is, mention it. Mention it. If it's your children, mention it. If it's your job, mention it. If it is your finances, I need you to mention it. If it is your peace of mind, mention it. If it is your health, mention it. I need you to mention it and say, listen to the word of the Lord. Thou sayest the word of the Lord concerning you. You shall not be the same tomorrow by this time. If it is your health, speak This is what the word of the Lord says. But this is what the word of the Lord. I know there's a prophetic word on our lives. If you don't have one, Bible says that you are more than a conqueror. Bible says that you are able to do exceedingly above that you can think. Your strength, you are able to do it because of the Lord. The Bible says that the Lord is your strength and your portion. You see, if you don't have a prophetic word that somebody laid on your just the word of God is a prophetic word. I need you to declare that this last half of this year, every prophetic word concerning my life Concerning my children, listen to the word of the Lord, for you shall come to pass. Until you come to pass, I am not going anywhere. For that matter, you want to declare every word. I need you to open your mouth. Every prophetic word concerning my life. Listen to the word of the Lord. We thank you.